0: This is Reaching the Finish Line And I'm your host, Callan Diggs Check out the website www.reachingthefinishline.com And pick up my free report Save up to 75% What they don't want you to know reachingthefinishline.com. Welcome And in this episode we are going to talk about international and national opportunities that you may want to consider to be able to reach your finish line. If you haven't already, uh, I advise you to pick up my international best-selling book, Reaching the Finish Line. And there are a lot of ways in various chapters that you may find helpful. Depending on your particular situation, that can help you reach the finish line. So let's just say this episode is sort of an extension what I have covered in the book. Okay, so recently uh, there was a study that came out uh, by the Legatum Prosperity Index. Um, basically, they uh, their whole thing is prosperity through revitalizing capitalism, democracy. So they rank over 140 countries um, based on things like social capital, personal freedom, health, education, economy, entrepreneurship, things of those matters. Now, I want to cover this index because for people who want to... Uh, you know, travel and work overseas, kind of have an international lifestyle. I think this will be a good um, primer to give you some ideas on what countries that you may want to consider to be an expat. So, uh, the first thing we're going to look at, and if if you want to, you're welcome to uh, look into this in depth yourself. You could just type in. The Ligantum Prosperity Index. And I will also uh, try to include it uh, in the uh, show notes at com forward slash podcast. But they rank these countries based on eight metrics. Okay. But based on uh, what we're talking about today, uh, we're typically going to focus on maybe two or three metrics. But the first metric we're going to first focus on is education. And... You've heard me talk about this many of times, you know, there's nothing more important than people to get a quality education and for them to get it at an affordable price. On episode 17, I had Shai Reshev. He's the founder and president of University of the People, which is the first uh, U.S. tuition-free university as accredited in the U.S. And uh, you can could, you could refer to the episode And uh, basically he's one of the pioneers Of something that I hope That other educational institutes embrace And start transforming education And turning it into that direction So as far as education Number one in education Out of 142 countries Is Australia Number two Is Canada number three? Denmark four? Netherlands five? Norway. At this point, you're probably wondering why, what, where does the US fall in? Okay, well, uh, the US is number nine, and uh, at one point, you know, the US is number is in the top five, but um, as we see, uh, the rising causes of education. It's becoming a problem in the U.S. And if the U.S. don't fix it, uh, each year it's going to go down and down. And, um, and it's no surprise to see how these other countries are excelling in education. Because they're doing the things that the U.S. is not doing. Okay? Uh, in places like Australia, number one, Canada, Denmark, uh, education is free. Okay? And uh, that definitely makes it easier for you to get a quality education. Uh, People may have the argument, well, who's going to pay for it? And that's a completely valid argument. Uh, You know, some when you have socialist countries like Denmark, uh, Norway, Sweden, Finland, um, pretty much um, three of the four Scandinavian countries are in the top ten of education. Denmark come at number three, Norway at number five. Finland at number seven, and then Sweden, I believe, is, is, is within that twenty. But their model is, you know, the, they, they basically they tax people higher uh, to use that money to pay for education. Now, there's there's other ways, and another way is the model Shai Reshef has used, and where uh, University of the People is a non-profit university. You know, so basically uh, a lot of the staff that, uh, that works at university people are volunteers. So they're, they're, you know, basically it's kind of a way of giving back is a form of charity uh, to be able to uh, allow people to get a quality education. So again, you know, everyone has their own way or how they want to make education free. I let the person to say how it should be done. But what I am saying is, there are options out there. And uh, again, it's no surprise uh, why uh, these countries like Australia, uh, Canada, uh, uh, these, uh, you know, a lot of these Scandinavian countries, New Zealand, are in the top 10. Now, I will hope that this eventually changes, but unfortunately, this is where it's at. Now. I talked about in the book, Reaching the Finish Line. You may want to consider staying abroad in one of these countries. In Australia, uh, maybe in uh, a Scandinavian country, maybe in Canada. Now, I do know in, in the Scandinavian countries, they made exceptions for foreigners. And where if you're a foreigner and you apply for a student visa, they will extend uh, you know, a free education to you. Now, in Australia and Canada, I'm not so sure about that. I will welcome your comments if you have any experience um, regarding that. But if, if, if you opt to go to Finland to study or Sweden or Denmark, it could be a good opportunity um, for you to uh, get a free education. Uh, you know, Given the fact that uh, if you have a good temperament of cold weather, uh, usually it's, it's pretty much cold up there all year round. But uh, it could be a great experience, it could be a good cultural experience, and that can definitely uh, help. So I think it's a good experience for someone to take. Very refreshing uh, opportunity to learn a new language. And I think that's something for people to consider. Now we also have, uh, if we go to another category, uh, we'll look at entrepreneurship. And that's very important. You know, um, and this this whole, you know, reaching the finish line, brand, the theme, um, anyone can reach the finish line. But everyone has different paths. Uh, you have some people uh, who may want to be an employee uh, for the rest of their life. And for them, that's okay. You know, but typically they want a, a job that aligns with their passions and a job that they can feel comfortable and fulfilled and happy and look forward and going to work to every day. You do have people who want, they don't want to work at 9 to 5. Maybe they're doing it temporarily, but eventually they want to make the transition from going to employee to entrepreneur, okay? And then you have other people who kind of want to dip their hands in both, all right? And where they are still working a full-time job. But they enjoy having a book on the side and maybe maybe, you know, having speaking engagements in their community or perhaps maybe like a music C D, okay, you know, something that they enjoy doing. They're making money off of it, but uh, you know essentially they don't mind balancing the two and reaching the finish line that way. And everyone has their own reasons and their own purposes for that. But um, but the book is to be able to help those three types of people. Now for entrepreneurship, that's very important. That's something that I think the US has done well. The only problem is in the United States, is the entrepreneur scene is sorta of scattered. Okay? It's sort of like sparsely populated in a way. Like you have you have Silicon Valley, you have New York, you have Austin and you have all the entrepreneurship there. But look at these other cities in the US, there's really no entrepreneurship scene. Okay. Uh Columbus, Ohio is is, is an emerging uh, entrepreneurship scene. But there are a lot of cities that have potential, but there's no resources there, unfortunately. And it's no surprise why the US they come in number 11 in entrepreneurship. And uh, so number 9 education, number 11 in entrepreneurship. And um that's something that the country needs to work on to develop that, but you're probably curious of who are the ten above the us and Sweden comes at number one Denmark number two, Switzerland number three, Iceland number four, Norway number five uh, UK six Austria seven uh, Finland eight. Luxembourg 9 and Hong Kong 10. Once again, three of the four Scandinavian countries are in the top 10 for entrepreneurship. So uh, there's, something to be, there's something to be said for Scandinavia. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very uh, thriving, innovative and promising region. Um, you know people may not agree with their politics or how things are done there, but when it comes to a lot of these metrics, they rank pretty high. So I I do think they deserve some credit. And like I said, you know, like, um, you know, as long the culture is happy and the people are happy there, uh, that's essentially what matters. But as an expat, as a foreigner, uh, there's opportunities that could be had there, too. Uh, Scandinavian countries, they're very welcoming. And they like to welcome foreigners and give people opportunity. It's equal opportunity. It's not like they necessarily, uh, you know, uh, you know. Make make things extremely difficult for foreigners As you may experience in some countries So I think um, I think uh, uh, Perhaps the U.S. can learn From uh, countries like uh, Switzerland Who's number three And and the U.K. And these other countries Who are higher on the entrepreneurship um, um, List And perhaps You know Hopefully, they can turn it around and become more competitive in the entrepreneurship scene. I just want to take a moment to tell you about DreamHost. DreamHost.com is the award-winning web hosting service rated by PC Magazine. With their current rates and positive reviews, I couldn't think of a better company to recommend. You can get $10 off a one-year hosting plan or $25 off a two-year hosting plan when you use the promo code CALEN. K A L L E N, DreamHost.com, PC's Magazine Best Web Hosting Service. This is just the index. I want to keep that in mind. It's not to be said that okay, just because these countries are named in the top ten, these other countries don't have a, these other countries uh, are not competitive or there's not other opportunities there. Some of you may have watched my YouTube videos, and where. Uh, uh, currently, I'm in uh, San Miguel de Allende, Mexico. Uh, I've been, you know, kind of hopping around, but I've really enjoyed the city and uh, just you know Mexico as a whole. And one thing I really enjoy about Mexico, because uh, really I think Mexico is a hidden gem. You know, the, uh, you know, often if you live in the U.S., uh, they make Mexico seem like it's the worst place to be. It's the worst country in the world. Mexico, Colombia. But uh, I've, I'm happy to tell you that whether it's Mexico, whether it's Colombia, these types of countries have so many business opportunities that one can take advantage of. Often what happens, and probably what uh, lists like, this list, the Legate and Prosperity Index, what they miss is that these countries may have regulations, but these regulations are almost never enforced. So you look at a country like Mexico, I give you example. I know several expats come here, or you know they come here uh, because for whatever reason. Uh, one reason being that they started business in the U.S., but they were unsuccessful because of regulations, uh, licenses, permits, you know, and 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 then not only that, but it took them months or even years, and then um, sometimes they had to take out debt, but uh, you know. You know, to to make a long story short, they end up not having a successful business, and as you say, you know, most businesses most businesses fail with, within three years, and as a sad reality, and a reason, and a reason why is because uh, a country like the U.S. is not making it easier to do business. Now, some states are business friendly. Uh, you look at you know Delaware, Nevada, Wyoming. Uh, These types of states, and where uh, you know they're very tax friendly as well, and they also have a lot of resources, definitely makes it much easier to do business, but it can still be challenging. So, when we look at a country like Mexico, and where, like I said, these expats come into Mexico because you know, one reason being that they have unsuccessful business, they come to Mexico, create the same business. And their business takes off. And it's really no surprise why it takes off. Some people say, well, don't you need a work visa? Well, yeah, you could get a work visa. You could get it. You know, um, Do you need one? Um, I've seen people who have, who have created successful businesses without work visas. Now, now, am I suggesting that you should do it? Well, you can do what you want to do. And, and, uh, and, but what I'm telling you is that there are people here that are doing it. Same thing in Colombia. You know, you know, I have you know, I have uh, I have friends here in Colombia that are doing the same thing. And it's, it's it's amazing of so many opportunities that can be found there. Simply what expats do is they see something that's successful in the U.S. and they duplicate it in another country, Mexico, Colombia, in the country. It's typically duplicated. Latin America tends to be a great region. Because in most countries, they're usually anywhere between 10 to 25 years behind uh, the U.S. So it's kind of it's very easy for uh, expats to see what's working in the U.S. and see if it can work in a Latin American country. And usually it does, you know, because Latin Americans are very fine of, uh, of the U.S. and the, the products and the trends so uh I, I just want to state that because I don't want people to um uh, be discouraged uh that you know there's only t- the top town entrepreneurship countries are only are, are 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 the only ones to consider because there are others to consider state before Mexico and Colombia but uh, you know if you don't decide to expatriate and you want to stay in the u s that is absolutely fine, because uh, there are the top ten cities or the top eighteen cities that uh, we're probably only going to cover ten that you can do very well in. Now you could do well in any city, but uh, according to this uh, chart by uh, is you know by Business Insider, uh, the chart was created by Bankrate.com. Uh, basically, the metrics they use is the job market, human capital, access to financial services, the housing market, uh, saveable income and from what it says is the top ten is Houston, which is no surprise they come in at number one because uh, Houston is one is one of the fast growing cities in the us, and job market is great for people who don't know. Almost everyone is moving to the southern region because there are more jobs in the South than there is in any other region in the U.S. And from the southern region, about two about uh, uh, two fifths of those jobs, forty percent, are in Texas. You have Houston, Dallas, uh, Austin, San Antonio. You know, then you have then you have uh, places like Midland. Uh, Odessa, there are you know very big oil, oil booms, so it's no surprise why Houston's number one. But again, we'll we'll we'll, we'll stay on track with the list. Number two is Washington D.C., uh, kind of government capital. Three is Cleveland. It, Cleveland didn't fall as bad as Detroit did, but it did take a hit. But now, uh, Cleveland is starting to revive itself, which actually goes number four, which is, is Detroit. And Detroit is actually uh, making a turnaround itself. You know, People think it's horrible. They're going to get shot when they go to Detroit. And uh, that's simply not the case. Detroit has improved. Um, there are still some crime problems, obviously. Housing problems, yes. But it is taking a step in the right direction. Five, New York. Six, Dallas, as I mentioned before. No surprise. 7 Baltimore, 8 Miami, um uh, 9 uh, Minneapolis St Paul Metro, 10 Chicago. This chart suggests that they could be probably the best cities to uh build wealth, you know, to achieve wealth quickly um based on those metrics of stable income, job market, uh housing market, access to financial services, uh the likelihood that people won't be uh uh likely to take out debt. You know, because usually people, people will only take out debt uh if you know if if they're not getting paid uh, sufficient wages. You know, if, if they're not making enough, you know, people are likely to, you know, start taking out debt even though they can't pay it back when their wage doesn't constitute it. But um that's something that I'll be happy to uh you know post in the show notes. I will post the Uh, Legato Prosperity Index as well as this uh, Bank Rate uh, Index uh, via Business Insider I'll post that in the show notes so you can check out it in depth for yourself but you can reach the finish line in anything that you want to do today what I gave you was just some ideas, some suggestions however if you go to episode 20 uh, we talked about how you can reach the finish line locally, um, uh, regionally, uh, nationally, internationally. You know we, we, we you know talked about different strategies there, and that's an, that's a complete different episode that you may actually find helpful in episode twenty. As we come to a close, uh, I would uh, suggest that you go to. Uh, iTunes, you know, if, 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 if you listen to me on iTunes or if you don't listen to me iTunes, you know, I really appreciate, uh, you know, I want to, I want to hear from you. Uh, you know, I get, I get a lot of, you know, good comments about the show, but if y'all could translate that to reviews and ratings on iTunes, I would appreciate that. I would be greatly appreciated. Uh, depending on how you listen to, you know, if you listen to iTunes, you know, please, uh, leave a, uh, a great review and a rating on itunes a stitcher you know if if you listen to it via stitcher or iHeartRadio, radio or where we listen to i would greatly appreciate to uh, start you know generating more feedback so we can create more engagement and get more people to follow the show so i can help more people reach the finish line because that's my goal i want you to reach the finish line and there's nothing more important than that also People ask me, you know, you know, I bought your book. I bought this. I bought that. You know, I bought everything, but I still want to support you. Or people may say, well, hey, you know, I can't afford this, you know, but is there another way I can support you? I do have fan funding. If you go to my YouTube page, youtube.com forward slash Callan Diggs, I have uh, a fan funding, and where you can click on that, and you could donate as much or as little as you like. All of it helps. Um, and um, you know it really motivates me and continue to uh, encourage me to continue with these uh, episodes for you coming up i'm going to continue to have great guests uh, for you all uh, you know, I had a lot of great guests so far uh, from Shai Russia from Peter Sage from Matthew Lesko uh, from Aubrey Marcus a lot of great guests and I would recommend that you uh, not only check them out, but also if you could, you know, thank them, you know, because uh, you know they, they, that says something for me. And I kind of, you know, they're busy guys, but it, that will definitely encourage them to come back on the show. You know, if there's a particular um, episode that you enjoy. Until next time, thank you for listening. Just another great episode by Callan Diggs, bestselling author and career strategist as seen at Fast Company and Inc. Magazine. If you're not on an email list, you're missing out. Go to reachinthefinishline.com and subscribe to get all the exclusives.